Hello and welcome to Mind Garden Stress Less Podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to stress less and grow more. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Collins, and I want to give you some affirmation for showing up today. Good on you for giving yourself the best chance to stress less today. I love this podcast because it's quick, it's quirky, it's always quietly bringing you back to acceptance of yourself. Remember, no matter your thoughts, your actions, your fears, your wins, at the end of the day, just being you is enough. Well, welcome. We have a special guest today. This is Shelly Prevost on the other end here. Say what's up, Shelly. Hey, how is everybody? I'm so glad to be here. So um, I've been telling you guys we we're going to have some more of these bonus interviews, and this one is one I'm particular, particularly excited about. Shelly Prevost is a local Chattanooga, and she and her husband, Chad, have what's called the Big Self School, and it helps people. I'll actually let you explain the Big Self School, but she is an educational psychologist. Um, she has an incredible background and thought process behind all things um, mindset, mindfulness, um, with a very, uh, very stout education to back it up. So um, really excited to have her on the Mind Garden Stressless podcast today. Shelly, tell us a little bit, tell us what you do. You're, you're doing some cool stuff. You've got the Big Self School. Um, give us a little background uh, of yes. who you are and what you do. I would love to. Hey, everyone. Chris, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so the best way, to, you know, I'm, I have a background in psychology, like you've said. I was a therapist for a really long time and then moved over into the business world via startups. And so I've worked a lot with technology startups as a coach. Um, I did a lot around like helping young companies build cultures, like healthy, thriving cultures from the get-go um, and, and still love that work uh, a lot. But in 2014, I ended up launching my own startup. It was a hardware technology startup called Torch, which people in town might know of or have heard of. And it was um, exhilarating. It was um uh, just burdening um, to help parents with technology was took a lot a lot of me, but to go from a psychology background into a technology company and being at the helm and trying to really promote the company, it uh, it was really out of my wheelhouse. And I I've told the story before how I would literally we had uh, routers all in the office that we were testing all the time and I would take books home at night and read handbooks like these old router Cisco handbooks so that I could start learning the vernacular so I didn't sound like an idiot it was basically it was like I want to know what they're saying and I need to be able to use these words and so there's not you know we've heard of imposter syndrome um, and this was the the epitome of what imposter syndrome would feel like. Um, although I, I, you know, I, I differentiated a little bit um, because imposter syndrome is a lot like you've earned what you have stepped into, but you don't feel like you have. And this was just a really completely inauthentic um, way for me to work and be in the world. And it created so much dissonance and stress in my life. Um, and so when you compound that over a few years, you end up burning out. Yeah. And so that's what I did. So um, had really debilitating burnout, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, just at 
my bottom, like really, really dark place. And then in 2017, we ended up dissolving the company, which is a, just a gut-wrenching experience, but was the right thing to do. And so since then, I have been working to help people recover from burnout. Um, I did that around coaching. I've done that with some consulting around town. And that was what birthed Big Self School. So this, you know, the whole idea that your true self plus your big ideas is your big self. And big self is actually a concept from Zen Buddhism. And, you know, the idea that we all have a big self, we have a, a higher consciousness to us. We have a higher self and we have a little self, which, you know, we come to, I come to talk about as the ego. And so this idea that, you know, how do we give resources and teach and talk about and coach about helping people move into and evolve and expand into their big self. Um, so that's really what the school's about. And, you know, frankly, we're figuring out exactly how to do that and what the market needs and what is our soul wanting us to do with this work. And so um, we're just having a ball. We're having a lot of fun talking with people, um, learning of my husband and I, you know, working together, learning how to work together and still be married. has <laughs> been really, as you know, working with your wife. Oh yeah. Uh, has its challenges. Definitely. But yeah, so that's a little bit of the background and, and what we're moving into now. So I love, um, and we will, we will definitely get into the topic we're going to get into today, but I, I love on your site, go to the big school.com and, um, it says play big without the burnout. And here's one thing that I love about that tagline. And it reminds me of like, we miss these childlike things too, like play. And I like that you use the word play big without burnout. Um, because a lot of, for a lot of people, it's figuring out, yeah, how to continue to work or maybe do life and make it feel like play, make it feel fun because we want to really enjoy living. I, I got to a place where I did not feel like those two things could coexist. I felt like it was mutually exclusive. Okay. Either I play big and burn out, or I have to kind of like be this Zen meditative, like floating through the world, not really doing much. Mm. And so, so the integration of those two things, I want to play big. I want to make an impact. I'm pretty ambitious, but I want to do it in a way that is uh, balanced and whole and healthy and true. And so that's really like the integration of those. And I think we all want that. We all want to lean into what is my, my big impact I can make on the world. I think Steve Jobs says, let's you know, make a dent on the world. Yeah. We all have these like unique gifts to do that. But who wants to burn out? Who wants to sacrifice the things that matter most? Nobody. So there's not really a playbook for how to do that. Um, so that's what we're, we're researching and thinking and talking about and trying to figure out and help people with. This, this month, Shelly, we've been talking about authenticity. I kind of use a loose framework. We talk about metaphors, observations, strategies, stories maybe, or a little bit of everything. Um, but this month we've been talking about authenticity through the lens of um, how are we, how can we use authenticity to stress less? And the whole point of the podcast obviously is to help us stress a little less and grow a little more. Um, since you're talking about mindset um, a lot, you're talking about some of these um, mindfulness moments that we might have. Um, 
what as we dive into authenticity today you said you wanted to talk about masks you got some ideas so let me know what you think about um authenticity and mm -hmm. how we can use authenticity um and uh stress a little less by being aware of this yeah i've been since you and i said we were going to talk about this i've been thinking about this a whole lot uh, and i actually i took my daughter to school this morning and driving home I was like, I think this might be my book. Like, I might write a book Come on. about it. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, I think I'm, and as soon as I hopped out of the car, I came in and told Chad, I was like, I think I have my book. Uh, yeah. Because back in 2013, I wrote about this for an article in Inc. And it was the, um, oh gosh, distinguishing your calling from your ego. Like, how do we know when our ego is working? That, that was one of my favorite that y'all did that blew yeah. my mind yeah that was from that article i wrote and it's funny so this was back seven years ago i wrote this um wrote it in bed right before i went to sleep jotted it down it ended up getting like almost two million unique views on ink and then Whoa. it got syndicated a bunch um so it's it clearly is resonating so it's something that was tugging at me that i that i didn't really understand that people would um, would respond the way they did to it. So this whole concept of um, authenticity, how do we know when we're following our ego versus our calling? Uh, what is false self and true self? Where does this come from? Like all of these concepts honestly have haunted me. Probably, I mean, most of my adult life probably. Like really thinking through them it started with you know, I did a year at Emory for, for seminary and these ideas, you know, they have like spiritual roots really. And Thomas mm. Merton talked a lot about true self. He was a, a, of the monastic order in uh, Kentucky and thinking about, okay, any, of course, psychology, Carl Rogers talks a lot about this. I did a thesis on D.W. Winnicott who talked about true self. So this was 25 years ago. So I have been, this has kind of been plaguing me for a really long time. So, so I think for the, for this conversation, I think what it would be really good for us to dive into is, is what, what is the mask? What are the masks that we wear? Where do they come from? And then how do they affect us? Because I see a path to burnout when we are not true to ourselves. And we tend to talk about burnout as this kind of um, the physical manifest manifestations of it, which you see a lot in your practice, I would imagine, like how all that's rolled up into, you know, the body keeps score idea. Yeah. Um, so but what Absolutely. if we followed that thread and we really dug in a little bit more? And we started to look at, okay, so what are the, the emotional roots of burnout, the psychological roots of burnout, the spiritual roots of burnout? And I think it is a lot about these masks we wear. It is a lot about this divided life that we live between who we are in the world isn't get who we feel like it's to show up in the world. And so that's really um, a lot of, even when, when I'm coaching people, um, of course, they come with the symptoms, and the symptoms are there for a reason. So let's not get rid of the symptoms. Let's see what the symptoms are telling us. And so I think that might be a good a good way to frame up this conversation. What do you think? I like it. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, 
how do how do we know we're wearing a mask? Yeah. <laughs> how do I know I'm wearing a mask? So for me, the first clue and what I really have people think about is kind of these these heightened emotional experiences, heightened emotional discomfort. Whenever we're irritated, we are jealous, we are angry or outraged or um, confused. Yeah, I think so. But here's what's tricky. I think that oftentimes, I think it starts super subtle and almost unnoticeable. Uh, And I call it subtle dissatisfaction. Like that's kind of this very beginning stages of where something's starting to bubble up in us that we're not, we're out of harmony. We're out of alignment, but we don't listen to it. We just Mm. suppress it and we power on and we're like this is just life suck it up like okay I don't like my job who likes their job I need a paycheck like I'm just gonna you know figure this out keep going um Brene Brown calls it armoring up you know we just we have this mentality and I I think if we can be a little bit more mindful and a little bit more aware pay a little bit more attention to some of these subtleties they're usually telling us we're out of alignment in some way. And and that's where we actually have to have the courage to do the work, to really Mm. step into, okay, so I'm not feeling it. This is, I am either um, subtly confused, have this subtle dissatisfaction. Maybe now it's kind of revved up a little bit to this anxious exhaustion. Um, I think if it keeps revving up, they find themselves in your office. You can tell me what you think about this with body work, perhaps, because if we can't metabolize these emotions, then our body's going to do it for us. And I could see that in two different ways. Um, You know, someone coming in and having just all of a sudden, and I've had this happen with like C-suite people who come in, they work in admin, um, maybe, and they say, I don't know what happened, but in the past year, I've had some of the worst health Mm -hmm. problems. I'm having migraines, I'm having tingling, I'm having this weird problem in my leg now, um, my hips all feeling funny. And um, so much of it goes around that rest and pushing through and pushing through. Um, And then in another way, and maybe a little bit more, um, more defined, they would probably say I put on a mask or I put on a face would be um, like a lot of my migraine clients have this relationship or vertigo, migraine and vertigo is the same Mm -hmm. way because they'll say, oh, I have to take all these sick days, but people don't understand why I'm sick all the time. And it's like, I don't know what to call it because it's not like I'm sick, I'm throwing, well, sometimes I am throwing up because of a migraine, but I'm not like, I'm not really fitting the bill of what is sick. And then I also can't come in for work because I have to be shut you know, in the dark, and there's not a lot of good solutions for me. So those are some people that, too, then when they try to explain to someone what a migraine is like, or what an episode of vertigo, you know, is like, where you, you literally don't feel safe to move around, drive, you name it. And um, those people have to put up a front all the time, people with chronic conditions, putting up a front all the time. Um, yeah, and I think there's some there's something very functional about that too. So I want to be careful that that I'm not um, demonizing 
you know, this, this, the masking that sometimes we have to do, you know, and we learn yes. from early on as kids, that there's some situations and some environments and some people that I have to uh, wear a mask around in order to get my needs met or in order to be safe or in order to belong. And so I think those are very functional. They serve us well. Mm -hmm. uh, what I think happens and what I see happening, um, you probably do as well, is when we over-index on them. And so they become not just a mask that we can, with consciousness, put on and take off. It becomes a part of who we are, becomes a part of our identity. So mm -hmm. instead of, um, you know, I think about myself as a kid, I was uh, helpful and pleasing and like, and so instead of somebody who was, did a, a pleasing behavior or a helpful behavior, I become a helper. That becomes my identity. And so when we over-index on these masks we wear, they become these concretized, like solidified stories concretized, and scripts like that, that we carry through yeah. our entire lives. And yeah. then there will, there will be a point where it will break. Something, you know, it's, it's because it's not authentic. It's not who we are. So there will be a breaking point for me as a helper. I'm an Enneagram too, for all of you all that know the Enneagram, yeah. <laughs> which we can get a into lot of our, that. But, but, a lot of our listeners are too. So you're in good yeah, company. Yeah. So we know like, like that's core to my, that's core to my mask. Like I want, Chris, I want you to think that I'm really helpful and I'm a giver and I am like, going to help people and meet their needs. And I'm going to have all this intuition and empathy for people. But if I over index on that, it, it begins to take a toll because it's not who we are. It is, it is um, a part of our personality that we learned to in order to function in the world. And so I think that's, that's this disconnect that we need to help, like help people try to connect. Like this is a, this is functional for me, but it's not always healthy for me. And I like the idea too of asking the question of, is this a healthy mindset or behavior towards this? And in fact, I think from that podcast that you did on um, the ego versus the calling, one of the things that I really appreciated and I continued to hear from you was that ego is... Uh, important and something that we should have a healthy relationship with versus most people would be like kill the ego you know throw the ego in the trash and push it down and put your foot on top and hop on it and then yeah. put the can on top you know make make sure that you're very resentful yeah, the about whole it ego too. is the enemy idea <laughs> yeah. yeah but you, you you kind of take a pivot there and you would say um, and, and I would say one of the big takeaways for me was that the ego was first focused on the outcome, whereas of an, a situation, and ego is focused on what we have, and something we have is something that we can lose, right? And mm -hmm. so that's why we also feel conflicted a lot of times when we're trying to push forward or strive with ego, whereas calling is focused on expression, mm -hmm. and that's more of a process related. So how does that play in? Because I, I think my mask that I wear often is ego. It's, it's get focused on this outcome. You've got to be able to produce or be spectacular. Um, and it's got to look like this or look like that. And then I have to take that mask off and be like, mm -hmm. you know, what's really important as far as what's 
What's the intent behind this? Why am I trying to do any of this? Is it for me or is it for others? Yeah, it's this is such a tricky process. So, I f- yeah, I feel the need to say that first. You know, the ego is not the problem. Our unconscious overattachment to the ego is our problem. We can't overattach to it. We also can't deny it mm. because where there is no ego, there is no mental health. So we have to really, you know, I use the word befriend our ego a lot. And so I think the only way that we can effectively integrate our ego and our calling or our um, soul, if you want to call that, you know, for spiritual folks, is through awareness. And so really beginning to be aware of, okay, when is the ego on high alert? You know, it's always a safety mechanism. You know, it's always um, in service to us. Like it's really trying to help us. It's trying to protect us. It's trying to make sure that we fit in when we don't, we feel like people are excluding us or it's helping us kind of rethink our identity a little bit so that we can be the best we can be, you know? And I have, I have um, an image that I can send and you can, I don't know if you have, have show notes and want to do that, but this idea the that the ego has lots of faces. And it's quite functional for us. You know, I mentioned my face of my ego is pleaser. So I'm, when I'm in pleasing mode, you can bet my ego's there. Yeah. And so I have to stop and be like, okay, what's it telling you? What's it scared of right now on my behalf? What's happening in the situation that my instinct is to please, because that's what I learned, you know, however many years ago, you know, there's the pusher is another one that is very near and dear to my heart, uh, which is this kind of like do more, have more, be more, push, push, push. There's also the perfectionist. I think a lot of folks feel this compulsion to, to always be perfecting. It's never yeah. good enough. It's never enough. That, oh, that so- is definitely something that I deal with. I, yeah, me too. And I'm an Enneagram 7, wing 6. Um, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think I may have grown up a little bit more predisposed to be a six. So I, was, I have this very strong guardian mode about me, which makes me a really good doctor, I think. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is the entertainer. So that's where the seven comes in. So I'm a lot of times we'll cope in social situations when I feel uncomfortable, I tend to go louder and try to entertain to bring, you know, to, to hold the control or the attention of the room because that's how I cope. Yeah. And this is, I use the Enneagram a lot in my coaching because it's such a powerful tool to help us understand where, what mask do I wear yeah. and why? And then how do, how do I grow through that? You know, like it's so good about showing us our, our growth path. To go back, like the ego really, you know, we t- I talked earlier about kind of a, a intense emotional discomfort is one of the signs of a mask that we could be wearing um, as a mechanism to kind of protect us from that, that emotion. And the other is how this, the ego works to serve us in these different, through these different masks. So if I'm in pleaser mode or pusher mode, I know that I'm, um, I need to stop and do some work there to get a little bit deeper into what's really going on right now. And it, because if I don't, 
then that's where stress mounts. We haven't really talked about stress, but this kind of chronic disconnect between our true self and then how we show up in the world. Parker Palmer, who's one of my uh, people that know me well, know I talk about him all the time because I love him so much. He, he calls it the divided life, that mm -hmm. we just have this kind of chronic disconnect. And when you live that way, you can't not be stressed. And if you don't deal with it, then you, it will come out in all these like really fun physiological ways. Uh, all the, it'll manifest in our body. And so you, you treat it, you know, in the body, I treat it in the head, but mm -hmm. we're still, we're treating very much the same thing. So, yeah, absolutely. I love this conversation and I feel like I could talk to you for ages. I know, um, this is good. Yeah. I know that we will run out of time before too long. You mentioned a couple of other things that you just wanted to sort of hit on. And one of them, I think you said hierarchy of needs. And I don't know mm -hmm. if you want to dive into that or is that a conversation for another day? No, we totally can. Let's yeah. do it. You know, there's a lot of burnout going on right now for people. A lot of like high stress and a lot of, of us are, um, I think I just posted in our Facebook group, the, the medium post, we just did a podcast episode with Tara Hale. And she's talking about the, the compounded stress that people are under right now. And um, there's this kind of boredom, there's this anxiety mixed with depression. And she's like, we're all in survival mode. So I think about this hierarchy of needs, you know, self-actualization sits at the top. And so if our basic needs are met, we have food, we have shelter, we have a tribe or a group or you know, a sense of belonging. We have esteem needs met. We have our love and belonging needs met. Um, and we get up to that self-actualization. And so I'm, I've been wondering lately, like where people are in that hierarchy. There's such intense struggle right now. Like even with, with Big Self School, like we're, we've really had to pivot through COVID-19. Like where, sure. I mean, yes, it'd be great to follow my purpose and be all fulfilled in my work, but like my you know, salary was just sliced in half is what I'm hearing. You know, people are like, we had for the first time in my life going, you know, as people have told us, so I've had to go get food from a food bank. Like people that I, you know, you wouldn't expect that that would be where they are, but they are. And so I think that we have to re, um, rethink where we are right now collectively through this pandemic and um, be gracious with ourselves and with each other, um, I'm feeling, I'm needing that for myself a lot right now where, um, you know, I've, I've been doing okay, but then I find myself getting into um, just a funk, I think is the best word to talk about it. And so rather than beat myself up that I'm not pushing this business where I want it to be, or I'm not being all things to all people the way that I, that role that I typically mm -hmm. like to be in, um, I'll get back to that. Like we'll get back to that kind of higher level way of being in, in the world if, if self-actualization is a goal. But right now, I think we just have to rethink what our expectations are and how do we modify them for right now. Yeah, and that is a great takeaway, you know, to go into these levels of authenticity where um, we want to remind people out there that at the end of the day, being you is enough. That includes the mask that we wear. And we always say that at the intro of all of our podcasts. 
um, because it's no matter your uh, thoughts, your actions, your fears, your wins, um, the good and the bad, just being you is, is awesome. And that's because you are real big on the inside, right? And um, that's why big self school makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. But then in addition to that, just as a takeaway and a strategy for people is to remember that hierarchy of needs, it was food, so, shelter, tell me all of them. <laughs> yeah, so the physiological needs at the bottom, which are the food and shelter, some people okay. put sex in that. Uh, gotcha. Safety needs, and so you have a safe environment, which I would also include psychological safety in that. Mm -hmm. Then we have love and belonging needs, and so you have community, you have a group around you that you love and trust. Um, esteem needs, which is a lot of um, what we would call self-confidence, a lot of mastery around those needs that you feel a sense of competency in what you're, uh, what you're trying to do. And then the last one is self-actualization, which are really those um, spiritual needs, meaning, purpose, and fulfillment um, comes up there. Yeah, and that would be a great practice for people to kind of write down, for me included, to write down. I need to look at those and just go through a little checklist and see how I'm doing with those areas. I love that. So Yeah, uh, and, then, and I will, I'll say real quick, because so much of what I'm doing right now with coaching folks um, in burnout is really managing those expectations. And so um, your, your listeners can't see me, but I always talk a lot about, you know, our expectations are up here and like a line above the reality is down here. So the wider there's a gap between our expectations and our reality. So when things aren't happening the way that we want and our expectations are still sky high, we're opening the door for more anxiety, depression, burnout, stress. Mm. So the, the goal of this, especially right now through this pandemic, is pulling those expectations down because we can't change our reality. We cannot make COVID-19 go away. We are all living with this right now. So uh, the, the work for me right now is moving expectations down, which is really hard for me to do. That's hard because I have, I keep them way up a lot. My pusher wants me to do a lot and do it well, do it perfectly actually. So I'm doing a lot of self-talk right now with no, no, I love what you're saying that this idea that is truth that I'm enough, like I am enough right now, whether or not I am, you know, as wildly successful as my ego wants me to be, or I'm getting as much accomplished, or I'm being this like perfect, amazing mom. I've really got to have more grace for myself. I think we all do right now. And so moving up that hierarchy um, is great. And that's, that's, you know, life. We want to get to that self-actualization. But I also think we have to hold ourselves a little more gently right now. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Um, well, so I'm curious. Our listeners have, have heard from you. Of course, we're, we at um, me and Aaron um, and Solace who listen to you. We're all in love with you. Our listeners fall in love with you. What do they do next to, to start figuring out how they can plug into your community, um, maybe look into doing some big self school courses? Do you, I think you guys have something planned for November that you might be doing, like a yeah. fun challenge. Can you tell yeah, us more about that? Yeah, we are doing that? a free 30-day gratitude challenge um, that I'm so excited about. Uh, we're going to awesome. do every 30 days you get um, something in your inbox that's going to be like, 
reflection, giving you some intentional ways to practice gratitude for the month of November. We're going to do weekly giveaways, and so every week um, we've got some fun, fun little extra challenges to do, and then we'll involve some social media. So if you participate in those, and we're going to do a giveaway. Um, I think we're doing like a $25 Amazon gift card or something, because the holidays are right around, right around the corner. So that would be super fun. People, you can go to bigselfschool.com um, slash gratitude, and you can enroll and register to get involved in that. Um, we also have a podcast, Big Self Podcast, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and we've got a we've got a boot camp coming up the week between Christmas and New Year's, and so that's going to be um, thinking about the resetting. You know, as we move into twenty twenty one, a big you know f you to twenty twenty. I can say that. Um, right. I think we're all ready to turn the chapter a little bit. Um, so yeah, that week for Chad and I is always uh, reflection and, and planning and really thinking about how did, what did last year look like and what did we want this year to look like? And so we're gonna build a, a boot camp through that week to help people in that process. So lots of different ways we can, uh, we can access you, we can engage with you and learn more and get more out of that awesome brain of yours and expertise that you have. Um, if you guys are excited about this challenge thing and want to jump in and don't want to be alone, I'm going to be doing the challenge. I'm signing up for it um, for the month of November, and I'll be in the Big Self School group as well. I don't know. Is it open, Shelly, to jump yeah, in? Yeah, actually, we are letting people join it now. Because um, so you guys you all, go through periods where you Self's, let people in. and Yep, you can go. Um, it's our Facebook community. Face, um, I think it's just Big Self School students. So you can find us there and join as well. So this is the time to do it because they don't always have that open. They've got to take good care of their community. So they do a really good job of that. Um, make sure that you jump in for Gratitude Month. I'll be in there. Um, that'll be all November. Go to bigselfschool.com forward slash gratitude, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Shelly, you've been Thanks. a delightful uh, person to talk to, like as you always Dr. are. Dr. Collins, you're so great. <laughs> you can, well, you're Dr. Shelly, so we, yeah, we can call each other by first name. Thank you, and uh, thank you for showing up today and giving us um, a window into your brain. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This is always so fun to be with you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you today, my friends. If you want to be a part of a community where you can learn how to stress less and grow more, you can find our community at Mind Garden Community on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening, and I'm glad to have you with us.